Hey, it's Greg and Michelle podcast. Greg, what is this podcast? 157? Don't, Where don't are worry we? about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, you've, if, you've missed like eight weeks. You know, we have a special <laughs> guest today. She goes, she goes missing. <laughs> You know what that meant? We have a special guest. Don't be as mean to me as you normally would. Don't be, no, it means be a bigger dick. No. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> uh, we have the world famous Craig Shoemaker. Hi, Craig Shoemaker. You can't you can't start with world famous when most of your audience is going, who the fuck is this? No, <laughs> I think that's I think these lists, these people in this podcast will know Craig they Shoemaker know. for sure. For sure. We have, by the way, I dug something up on you, Shu. Um, oh, oh, I didn't know you played Parks and Rec. Well, I played a, uh, played the head of the Liberty or Die party. Uh, I wore, a, I wore a, a tri-cornered hat and knickers. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. And it was right about the time that Les Mis premiered. So I stole the costume and wore it to Les Mis. I, I <laughs> I figured, hey, if people dress as Chewbacca for Star Wars and Harry Potter, why can't I dress for my favorite piece of all time, Les Mis? But I was the only one. There was nobody that showed up as Eponine or Javert. Or- <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so the the other night, Greg, we're, we went to see Craig's egg. Craig, I I think you've, you've gotten better with age. Yeah. I, you did are so... He, did he what? Did he suck before, Michelle? Because I no, thought he's better. Funny. No, but you're getting funnier. And oh, really? I took some notes, Craig. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna circle back. No, um, <laughs> well, better with you... age. I get. I guess during quarantine, I became a wine that remained in the cellar. So I've got a lot. I've <laughs> got a lot of good things. I've got it's a lot of good things to put out there. But he does this. He does this part of his act, Greg, where he asks somebody in the audience if they can uh, think of uh, a musical. And I happen to be there, and he goes, "You can you think of a musical?" I, here's what I pulled out of my Oklahoma. ass. No, my fair lady. And he goes, <laughs> what? And I'm like, oh my God. And then he goes, sing something from it. I go, all I oh. want is a room. And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> like I ruined, I, w- I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't yeah. think of Hamilton or What was even she supposed Lion to King. say, Greg? What was she supposed to Better. say? Well, I mean, something, something along the lines within the last, you know, Century. 40 years. Not even not- cats. My- <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, last night's crowd, the guy did say cats. Oh, really? He did? <laughs> so you have good company. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. But then he sings, he sings something from Les Mis, and you can sing too. You Jesus. You can sing, you can sing show tunes? Yeah, I have to admit, I'm a big show tune. My big goal like in life. Him. He likes know, them like, too. I've done everything in comedy, but I would, I, and I've been on Broadway actually. I, I, but there's a funny story. I used to tour with Kenny Loggins. You know, Kenny Loggins. Oh my God. He's one of my favorites. Oh my really? I, I love not- Kenny Loggins. Oh. I listen to Yacht Rock nonstop. We're Yacht oh, Rock no, people. Then, then you're going to love this story. Okay. So I, I toured with him when I was a kid. It was amazing because I went from like these little chuckle huts in Wingaloogie, Michigan. To like playing Grand major, major theaters, you know, with yeah. Kenny Loggins as an opening act. Was, and I became like part of the tour. And so at the end, we played Broadway. So that's like Neil Simon Theater. It says Kenny Loggins, special guest Craig Shoemaker. And all my friends came up from Philadelphia, my mom and all. So he says, right before we're going on stage, he goes, Craig, I'm freaking out. Can you sing bass? Tris is sick. And I'm going, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What? Foot loose, foot loose. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was so nervous. And because I'm actually a baritone, so I had to learn a bass line, which uh-huh. is not really part of the melody. So 
the songs that I knew growing up, you know, listening to Kenny Loggins, it was different because I had to be a baseline. So I did my show. First of all, my friends came up on the train from Philadelphia. They were, they were, they were doing blow on the Amtrak. Oh yeah. They're walking down the aisles with tubs of beer yelling at me. Yeah. They're late. And I go, they go, yo, there's you. Bunch of goons from Philly. Oh yeah. They're going, tell them about the time you pissed your pants in Miss Kimel's class. They're like streaming up at me. Steiny's funnier than he is. By the way, Steiny's the first boobs he ever felt. I mean, they're, they're yelling this to the Broadway crowd. I'm dying. And they, they say, excuse me. They sit down in the front row and I'm going off microphone. I'm going, guys, not now. Not funny. You do not want to be doing it. I'm on Broadway, for God's sake. Kenny Loggins, for God's sake. Right. So, All right, go ahead. So these morons passed out. They all passed out. They went down <laughs> to the count. So during Kenny's show, they're all passed out the front row. And it, like the band is looking at them. I'm so embarrassed. I come out, and I wore sunglasses. No one saw the pain in my eyes as I searched for the notes. So it's really quiet. We're sitting on that ledge of the stage during an acoustic set. All of a sudden, one of them wakes up and goes, yo, there's shoes sticking with Kenny Loggins. <laughs> and they go, doo poo corner, fucker. <laughs> oh, set poo corner. <laughs> I had tickets to see Kenny, though. I've seen him, yeah. And I saw him. I had tickets to see him. And nobody in my family would go with me. So I did no. Oh, Greggy. No one would go. Goop wouldn't go, and my wife wouldn't go. I had tickets to Brad Paisley last night. No one would go. Oh well, okay. So that's nothing to do with the band. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) I've started to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just figured it out for you, and I haven't seen you in twenty years. (laughs) Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. I I I have a production company, and I for my opening, he came to my jam session. I couldn't believe it, and so did Ario Speedwagon. Awesome. So I brought Kenny's on stage. I thought he would do jams. He says, I heard you have great jams. I really do. I know a lot of musicians. ACDC played my wedding. Anyway. Wait so, a minute. What? Really? I'll get back to that. So anyway, Oh, my God. So I'm sitting back. I bring Kenny and on stage. He's doing his hits. My whole parking lot. People jamming the footloose and everything. And then I said, Kevin, come on up here. He's the leader of Ario Speedwagon. And Kevin says, you would think they know each other. They never met. Really? Kenny, I've always wanted to meet you so I could tell you this story. In the, in the early 80s, we got all the scripts for all the soundtracks and all the songs. We were, you know, triple platinum, whatever he said. And he goes, and we got this script. It was very light on dialogue, a lot of action. I didn't really care for it. it had a guy I never heard of uh, named Tom Cruise as the lead. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I didn't know. And Kenny turns and he looks at me and goes, so you passed? And he goes, I passed. <laughs> he oh. passed on Danger Zone. And Kevin oh. first time Kenny ever heard the story, he he was supposed to have, he said he was supposed to only do the song called For the Boys, a volleyball scene. Yeah. He that. yeah. They call him, I go, Are you, do you want to do the, 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 the song called Danger Zone? The yeah. other guy passed and he goes, sure. And then he ended up making millions of dollars and Kevin ended up playing it in my parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that, that, that hanging with the boys is in a commercial now. Oh, really? wow. Oh, that's what is all, it? Kenny, all Kenny needs is more money. Yeah, it's really. Do you still talk to Kenny? That's, yes, I hired his son. When Tell him hi. Oh, I love that guy. Tell I really I, do. 
Kevin Cronin, Ario, this house, they were in this living room down here. Um, I know. Swear to God. Wait, um, you banged Kevin Cronin? I didn't bang Kevin Cronin. He doesn't, he's not like that. Gary Richrath, the other guy, he didn't bang, but he made, I had to pull my friend off him. Oh, really? But back in the, uh, Ario did a concert here and we were doing, uh, they did a, we did a night with just the rehearsal and we let w listeners in. Cause I was working at a, was I working at LAV then anyway? And so they all came back here afterwards and, wow. but it's, but shoo, it's nothing like the stories when we did went and did the show out in LA and I came back and Tommy Lee was passed out in my, I stayed at the Wilshire. Tommy Lee was in my hotel room. I don't even know how he got there. I left and came back. Because, I don't know how he got there. Well, you get a high, you get a higher caliber of people crashing in your room in right. LA than you do in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> but, but Kevin Cronin has been in this house and not in this room, but you know, Make yeah. sure some pictures of it. I'll bring up. He's my neighbor in LA. Is he really? Yeah. You, yeah. Funny. Where do you live in LA? What part of LA? Westlake Village. He okay. takes this to this omelet place. It's really awesome. I was just out there a couple of weeks ago. Went to uh, see our friend Jay Chris Newberg over at the. Um, no way! Oh my God! The Laugh Factory. He was great. Jay Chris was great. He well, I called him and I said, "We're going to be in LA. Are you going to do a show?" And he said, "I'll get on the lineup." And he just got oh, in. Oh, that's for awesome. you. Yep, just for us. I have him on my list to call today. Isn't that crazy? Tell him you chatted with us. We're friends with Jay Chris. I, I can't believe that. He, as a matter of fact, he mentioned me on a, like this, um, what's it called? When everybody talks in a little chat room. I forget what it's called. It's a, a Zoom? No, it's another oh. thing. It's on. It's Groups? On Whatever. It's only, I forget what it's. Anyway, okay. he mentioned that and they, someone, all these people came to me and said, I was the first comedian they ever saw. Really? Yeah. I, wow. I seem to be on that list a lot. Who know? was who was your first comedian that you ever saw? Rich Little. Mine was what? Tim, mine was Tim Allen. Really? At the at the comedy at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Detroit, he was perfecting the old Tool Time stuff at the time. I was in college, and we wow. went up there to see him, and man, he was great. We just rolled laughing. I remember I worked with him and met him, and he's always been like really ultra confident. You could even call really? him arrogant. Really. That's what jail will do to you, though. I remember. What's that? That's what being in jail will do. To I, you. I guess so. We worked together. <laughs> we worked together at, at Rodney's place in uh, Vegas, and this is before he made it. And we went backstage, and imagine meeting Rodney for the first time, and this right. is how you meet him. He's back there doing blow off of two women's breasts. That, you and know, he, and he turns and he turns uh, and he goes, "Hey guys, how you doing? You know why I do this? Because <laughs> I can." Oh my god! <laughs> I was watching some old clips of him and Norm Macdonald the other night, and oh. those two were really underrated. I mean, I know Tommy was rated, uh, Dangerfield was rated, but I forgot how funny that guy could be when he was getting oh, yeah. on Letterman or Leno or some of the old Carson bits. It was just he, killer. He he was my first. That was my first uh, comic I ever saw live. Was Rodney Dangerfield? Really? Oh, and wow. he and here's the problem. I was with a guy. I was dating a guy at the time, and I wasn't a big druggie at all. How much did just, you weigh at the time? I was. Would I weigh? I was going two bills at the time, and uh, I wasn't a big druggie. But I had eaten because it was food. You know, <laughs> if some drugs are food, I lost you guys now. If some drugs are food, <laughs> I lost you. Can you see me still? Yeah, we can hear you. See you. Yeah. You can't. Anyway, um, just keep going. Show must go right, on. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I ate some mushrooms. Oh. And I ate mushrooms, and I saw Roddy Dangerfield all blottoed on mushrooms, and uh, I was laughing so hard just in the lobby beforehand. And then imagine how much he makes you laugh. I didn't have any. My pants were just ruined. Peed. I don't even know what I did in my <laughs> pants. But Rodney Dangerfield on shrooms. I mean, 
and it wasn't him on shrooms. He might have been too. But that was the first. Uh, yeah, that must have been fantastic. You're tripping out. Jesus. Hey, I look at the front row. This girl, she needed Depends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. What was where, where was Rich Little when you saw him? Philly? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Valley Forge Music Theater. It's a theater in the round, actually, which was really a strange place to see somebody for the first time. And, yeah. You know, and I, I used to do impressions. That was my thing. Was yeah. I was an impressionist. And now I do like couple here and there but uh, I, I stopped doing them because mm. celebrities are so fleeting now true there, there, there are no jimmy stewart's you know what i mean there, there's i mean the tom hanks i guess but i mean there's really it's such a fleeting business now that i don't even bother to learn them because they're gone the next or they die that always nobody right me. or you you're, can just do tiktok dances you know right TikTok. you're though and i i when you were performing the other night i opened my big mouth which i i was Try not to, but I, I, I was, I really wanted you to do Don Knotts and I did yell Don Knotts <clears throat> during did, your. Did, did you know that I have a strange story with him? You know, um, I, I met him as I told you about in my act. That was a true story, but um, we got to know one another and they called me when he was sick. He was in a movie called Pleasantville. I think it was his last film. He played the TV repairman and he's like very much old and has a different voice and cadence. They brought me in to loop him. Most of the movie is my voice. Really? Yes. If you watch the movie, you, I, you see like he circles Apple in a telestrator. It's my voice going, boom. What do you call that right there, bud? They're forbidden <laughs> fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm your TV repairman, bud. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my voice. Most of the movie. That's funny. So, yeah, and wow. I was the narrator too in Pleasantville. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> It's the weirdest career in history. Yep. The funny part is, is we haven't talked, but last time we talked, you were you had the Love Master in your uh, in your routine. Oh, that was some, that was funny, man. And when what I was it? when I googled you though to Wikipedia, it took me to the Love Master. It defaults to it if you look at the top of the screen. It defaults to the it Love right Master. There. You can't see it, but it's no, says, we can't because you got oh, a weird I, background. I was going to take that off, but I could. It says the Love Master redirects here. <laughs> he still does the love master he oh, still do does. You? oh yeah funny yeah. man i had uh i was in denver and i was walking the next day just imagine this this couple's across the street they didn't know who i was and uh, i had performed the night before at the comedy works and this beautiful 20 year old 21 year old girl passes by stops her car for a second and she yells out, you were great last night, love master. And then she drives away. <laughs> Your chest just puffed out a little further. <laughs> Imagine what that call was. What the hell? That old <laughs> bastard. <laughs> He's rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You. <laughs> were thinking that. Racy, racy, race. Right. You, you, uh, you mentioned Greg uh, Ridley's Comedy Castle. Craig was there for, was it your anniversary or their anniversary? Their anniversary. Okay, their anniversary. Believe me, Michelle, I'm not going, hey, where am I going to go my anniversary? Leave my wife at home? Well, no, I met, I met your anniversary of performing there. Anyway, so Mark Ridley had a big show, um, big anniversary show, and Craig headlined it and two, three years ago. I came yeah. and came out and saw him, and it was just fantastic. I mean, and uh, yeah. And the when Love saw, Master still makes an appearance. Oh, uh, the Love Master's funny. When I yeah. when I went to that show with Jay Chris, there was a girl who was in Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoon who did an act too. And she's she's funny. I can't think of her name, but she's from Michigan. She's from Trenton. 
and Chris was from Michigan. There were three Michigan comics up there. And I did forget how funny stand-up comedians can be. I hadn't been in so, so long. Uh, and it was it was really well, actually, a good time. Actually, the woman I kind of tour with, and matter of fact, on this tour, she's blonde, and she's a comedian from Michigan. From Flint. Oh, really? Sarah J. Halstead. She's really good. She's, she's so good. She's on the rise. And, you know, and I, I mentor a lot of comedians. I don't know if you know this, but Dave Chappelle opened for me when he was 14. Really? Shut up. Yes. Oh, Ridley's Comedy Cast. I brought <laughs> Whitney Cummings with me, who was an up-and-comer at the time. And, yep, I saw her. And, and Ridley, Ridley told me, I don't know about this one. Uh, she's a little dirty. I don't know if she'll make it. Well, <laughs> if that, hey, Nostradamus, you got that one wrong. <laughs> well, the, Craig, don't you think um, comedy's kind of been reined in by the woke crowd? I mean, you can't make fun of anything anymore. And and it, it really kind of pisses me off because I grew up on Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. The 100%. dirtier, the better, mm-hmm. you know, as far well, as I'm concerned. You know, we always say Don Rickles wouldn't exist today. Right. He would literally no. not exist. Don I mean, Rickles, I loved him. <laughs> It's it's really uh, what's really upsetting about cancel cultures. I don't even know who's in charge of cancel culture. Like they're they're and it's by the way it's here's one the right accuses the left and the left accuses the right. right. They're both just as guilty of being cancel culture. You say something about one of the leaders from the right. Oh my god, oh. they're gonna freak out. You say something about that they that they perceive as an ethnic slur or something like that if they perceive it. And it's all projection, too, because comedians are intent. The 99.9% of comedians are woke. You've got to be smart to be a comedian. You have to be aware if you're a comedian. You've got to be conscious if you're a comedian. That comes with the territory. So for them to project, it's projection. They're doing, they're talking about things that they haven't worked out. And if you're going to go back in people's history, is, is, is anyone able to throw a stone from a glass house? Not one single person who's arguing and coming after you and all that. I just want to tell them they should be canceled. They should literally, as soon as they start, they should be thrown off the internet. Right. Come after comedians who are just truth tellers. We're the curtain pullers, the only honest ones out there. We, we should be embraced and, and, you know, and lauded, not, not thrown off and, you know, constantly. Oh, my God. They go after the comics so quickly. But there's two things, Craig. Number one, the apology tour of comedians. Eddie Murphy apologized for all the stuff he did when he was 18 to 38. And then now and now you have the late night guys who are all one sided comedians that only want to trash one side. And if I remember, it was when when it was Carson, man, he would go after anybody and everybody. Whoever was in office. Yeah, exactly. Now they won't do that. Kimmel's got an agenda. I can't watch him anymore. Yeah, when when you're all in on someone, it, I, I'm all, I'm I'm that way politically. You can't go all in on anyone. Like I, I voted, I'll, I admit I voted for Obama, and I criticized them though. You right. know, I, I would not just okay, he's the guy. Whatever he says goes. No, if you're going to go do things that are against what I believe your beliefs right. are, you know, I'm going to challenge you on it. I believe that with any president or any challenge to go all in on everybody, everybody. Yeah, you, they you, did, you yeah. Them, yeah. Sure. Well, I think they still do. I mean, they still poke fun at, you know, if you look, they'll, they'll poke fun at who's ever there. They do have an impressionist that really, that does the impression of whoever it is. Right. I'm having Daryl Hammond is on one of my shows coming up. Oh. And, and he was, he was all over Bill Clinton and, yeah. you know, and it, you know, and uh, Carvey was Bush and, you know, uh, you know they, they, they're equal opportunity, I think on there. It's just a matter of who's in. Now it did look like <laughs> during Trump's time <laughs> that there was a little more Trump, but look, 
if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a haircut and a life like that that we all knew about anyway, and you're gonna be out putting yourself out there, you are going to subject yourself right to to that. And most politicians don't have rallies, don't put themselves out, don't have buildings with their name on them. As a matter of fact, none of them do. So right. you're subjecting yourself to it. And the people that are the followers should understand that. But they're canceling if you say one word about but- Donald Trump. You know that they're gonna go. They're gonna freak out and. I just say to everybody, I look you in the screen, I'll say, you all just have to, I have a, I have a podcast called Enlightened Up, Enlightened Up. And my, my slogan is, hey, folks, you got to enlighten the fuck up. <laughs> so well, we right? have got to not only lighten up, but we need to enlighten up and really have a step back, pause, listen to your own gut, not these groups that people bring you into. Whatever group they're into, they have an agenda. Right. don't have an agenda. We Except really don't. Making you laugh. That's the other thing. That's Whatever happened to what's funny is funny. Funny's funny. And I can laugh at myself. Greg, you laugh. By the way, I was always kind of insecure. In the, and then I worked with Greg Henson. And it's uh, like, <laughs> now I do play my stomach. And stuff. Ew, ew. So there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. I'm just saying, though, if you can't laugh at yourself, and most comedians can laugh at themselves and laugh at others and laugh at, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, I brought up, you were, you had that show with Magic Johnson for a minute. Oh my <laughs> God. I, I'd forgotten all about that. Remember that? And oh, I wish everybody would. No, it's <laughs> not. No, why though? Why not? I mean, why not try it out? But, but you, we were talking about it and it's like, are you allowed to do a Magic Johnson impression? So, well, yes, you worked with the guy. He, do, you know, it's like, is that, but I mean, every problem time- with Magic is Magic was having a hard time doing the basics. When that well, that's why Craig's <laughs> and that's why they wait. Brought- what was he? What movie was he trying to? Oh, Armageddon. <laughs> Tell that. What? Wait, what? Yeah, um, he he had a hard time. You know, look, I'm not making fun of him because. Oh, but, I am. But, but no. you, you, you listen, if he put himself out there as a talk show host, yeah. one of the requirements is being able to talk. <laughs> so, so it's, it's in the job title it's, but it's true he couldn't make fun of him and not be racist he happens to be black and i happen to be only 14 percent black that's a whole <laughs> yes. story but, but michael clark duncan was in the movie armageddon and yep. he's reading a cue card going i'm sitting next to him because i'm the co-host he goes now up next from the movie armageddon now here he is from armageddon Oh, Craig. oh my God! Craig. How do you say that word? I said, oh. just the end of the world. <laughs> but he would always say, "Oh, Craig." Oh, that Craig. That's got to be on YouTube, doesn't it? What's YouTube? that? That clip's got to be on YouTube somewhere. There's a bunch of clips out there. And I'm, just, I'm trying to have the CIA erase them all. <laughs> How did that come about? That you got called to be his co-host because he started alone, didn't he? No, no, no. I auditioned against like 500 other comedians. I was happy to get the job and the rehearsals yeah. were great. And they bought, they brought in this, this writer. They started to panic. They brought in a writer from the old Tonight Show. The, the guy had a members only jacket and a mullet haircut. <laughs> By the way, if you have a members only jacket, you're listening. I mean to offend you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not woke. I'm not woke to the members only. I so, never had one. I never had. I was one. never a I, member. I did, so I can say something. Just like <laughs> it's just like if I'm Japanese, I can tell a Japanese joke. I can sure. tell a members only jacket. I was a member. Right. So, so, anyway, so he had a mullet haircut and he just all these old references. And I said to him, I called him Sling Blade. He had a jutted out jaws when Sling Blade came out. I said, Sling Blade, I can't tell these jokes. I'll get booed. And this is a quote. He goes, mm-hmm, a boo is as good as a laugh. <laughs> 
Johnny loved to be booed. Johnny loved to be booed. I don't want to be booed. Nobody knows who I am. Right. This is a true story. So he writes these jokes. And remember, they made me tell these jokes that you're about to hear. Made okay. Okay. They would not let me ad lib anymore. They, during the rehearsals, we did no more ad lib. You brought him. This is why we brought him in. Here's the intro that Sling Blade wrote for Magic for me. Uh, you know, for Sheila E, the place is going crazy. Sheila e, Magic's dancing in his three <laughs> you know, and then the place is going nuts. Are you ready for Magic? And he goes, all right, everybody, let's get the show started with my co-host. Now, here's a guy nobody would shower with. Craig Shoemaker. I'm going, what the fuck? Nobody <laughs> would shower with. Just like you guys are going, what does that mean? Who wrote that? Right. Sling Blade wrote it. <laughs> now, now I'm back in the partition going, do I come out or do, do we do take two? It's live television. So I have to come out there. Here's the guy nobody would shower with, who nobody had seen before. I come out with my stupid walk. I have a piston walk. I walk <laughs> like a piston. And I sit down. And he's supposed to set me up for the jokes. That's how it worked, which is kind of cool concept. I do the monologue sitting next to him. Okay. He goes, remember, Sling Bray wrote this. Almost all urban crowd, right? Which means black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, he goes, hey, Craig, how about that Bulls game? I said, Magic, I haven't seen a beating like that caught on tape since Rodney King. You have to say that? I said it. You see your the reaction? white guy. I said, oxygen mask popped out of the ceiling. You could have heard the gas. Oh, my God. In Grand Rapids from Paramount Studios <laughs> in Hollywood. It was like this. It was worse than a boo. It was a guest. And then so I sat there. I went, that was worse than I thought. I was like, what am I going to do? And then, and then he just goes, oh, Craig, <laughs> you are bad. <laughs> remember, remember, brother, that was Craig, the co-host, not me. <laughs> went, he was known for the assistant basketball, but I got thrown in a wood chipper. And every time I tell a joke about a celebrity, he'd want to look bad. So he'd go, oh, Craig, you are bad. Now, <laughs> Now he's not going to come on the show. And I'm saying, that's not the reason. <laughs> yeah. You always say, he's not going to come on the show. Yeah. So the opening, opening episode was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Magic Johnson. They have to understand who I am. I'm a very, I was grew up poor, fatherless. You know, I used to think the word evict meant move. I thought his, was da paper. his dad was a cult leader. That's right. Like, really? Jim yeah. Jones? Yeah, well, sort of. Like, he ran mule rides to feed his cult. <laughs> I'm not lying about that. Anyway, so uh, in about a, I mean, a half an hour, by the way, my sister, whose mom escaped the cult, is coming. I met her six years ago. She lives Whoa. In yeah, she's coming to my show. Oh, so really? anyway, so the first guest is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm this kid sitting there going, these are two legends. And I realized they're talking. I think I should be the UN translator. <laughs> <laughs> Here's their conversation, this ass-kissy Hollywood thing. Arnold, the reason I had you as a guest on my premier talk show, you make a lot of money for a lot of the needy people. Folks, don't he get up for the needy? Yeah, no magic. You're the one who give all the money back. Am I right? He's got the AIDS awareness, the Magic Johnson Dita in the hood, in California. Arnold, you're a woman of Special Olympics. Help those needy kids. And I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to blend in? So I, oh, I, I leaned over. I almost, I almost gave a buck to a homeless guy. He didn't have change for a 10. <laughs> oh, great. You are bad. Now the homeless guy's not going to come home. <laughs> Oh my That's god. Good. That's funny. That must have been how oh. uh, did Magic know he was failing miserably at the time? 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've heard him talk about it. This is really strange, though. A few months ago, or maybe a month ago, someone showed me a clip. He was on Colbert, and Stephen Colbert apparently was offered the job, the same job I was, and he still had the T-shirt that I still had. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, interesting. See you how fate funny. works? He has his own show, and I'm, I'm playing in front of 12 people in a bowling alley in Michigan. Jesus Christ. You know what's funny, though, about the magic? They tried to do play-by-play with him after that. After all, after everyone heard how bad his speech was, they tried to put him on NBA games, and it was a disaster again. I mean, I got to hand it to magic. He's a great businessman. He's made some very savvy moves. Um, you know, he owns the Dodgers now and the, uh, the Lakers, too, right? Not, well, tiny little bit, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but but they kept trying to make him a TV guy, and it just never worked out. It was pretty bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, Greg, you are bad. No, he's now, not going to. Now, Magic's not going to come on your show. <laughs> Greg, you that's is that the weirdest gig that you've done? Because you've done a lot. I mean, you. I know you've Listen, been to. Not only been, is it not the weirdest. I had a weird gig last night here in Michigan. Like one of the weirdest ever. What do you, why do you say that? What do you mean? Like, seriously. I, went, I go to the gig and there is a dry erase board at a bowling alley that says Craig Shoemaker comedy this way. <laughs> you are kidding me. Now, but bowling and no lights, no lights. The lights were in the ceiling facing down on my head. And but, so the people couldn't see me. I look like it was, it was like a Halloween movie. Oh, man. And the stage was about two feet by two feet, of which it had a crack in the middle, and I fell through the crack. <laughs> no sound system was like Mr. Microphone from the 1980s. <laughs> and so, so now, yeah, oh, yeah. And I was, if you tell me weird gigs, I was just in the last 24 hours. I'm embarrassed because Grand Rapids is a really cool up and coming. There's a lot going on here. We've got Art Price happening. It's a great town. In fact, tonight you are in East Town at Billy's, which is a, a really cool blues club. It's a cool is bar. It? And that's that's where you are tonight. Good. And it, Greg, he's doing four shows in West Michigan. And I was so excited. Oh, my God. She's coming. She's coming. And they got him moving all over instead of keeping him in one good venue. But How many comedy going- clubs do you have in Grand Rapids? They're not even comedy clubs. No. The bowling alley. Then I'm going to Muskegon to another bowling alley. I'm I know. on a roll. I, can- I know. I, I was on Broadway. I, I got two Emmys, Comedian of the Year, American Comedy Awards. And here I am in dry erase. You know what? I'm not taking the hit on this one. This reflects badly on me. Just because I live in this town, I go, shoot, this is my town. We got this. Hey, Michelle, you can't put the goddamn love master in a bowling alley. What the I hell? didn't put him there. Here's the thing, Two too. I wish I would have known about it. Listen to me. I wish I would have known about it. He called Monday. I look at Shoemaker on my phone. Craig, what's up? He goes, where are you? He goes, you're in Michigan, right? I go, yeah. He, I go, I was just in, saw you in Detroit two years ago. He goes, yeah, so... Where are you? And I go, Grand Rapids. He goes, sweet. I'm coming to Grand Rapids. I go, when? He goes, four nights this week. I go, what? He <laughs> said, yeah, that book to this guy. And this guy's a new, um, a new bowling ball in your shoes. <laughs> but I, he, we need to know a week out. We need a good week out to promote. But here's what I did since I got him on channel at one of our good, uh, one of our best TV stations here. We threw him on the noon show there. Mm-hmm. We had him on our show. We had him on, this is the big podcast, this big dog here. But we've had, this will get you 22 people. This will get you 22, but nice. I mean, that'll be double. No, <laughs> but I mean, and, and you know what? I, when I saw you the first night you were here, killed. He killed, like there was not a lull in the show, not a, I mean, just so funny. And yeah, so I, this is not, I, I, I'm not I, taking the hit on this show. I, I, <laughs> by the way, Michelle, that was a long way to go for 
me to say it's not about you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody says you need to take a hit. What is, what no, is wrong I with you? I, I know, but I'm so proud of my town, but not now. You shouldn't well, be. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll pack it out tonight. It's not a bowling alley, right? Because I no, it's about. The word alley is in the title, isn't it? No, this is Billy's tonight. Yeah, you're L L Y. You're literally Billy. standing on the bar tonight. <laughs> no, stop it. Are you serious? Are you going to have 20s in their teeth? Greg's in. <laughs> Greg's down in D. Where are you, Greg? Greg's in Virginia right I'm now. I'm in Richmond. Uh, Richmond. coming He's to Richmond? Stations. I am coming to Alexandria. Oh, that's no when? That's Northern. Arlington. Can... I'm sorry. Arlington Draft House. It's some somewhere. Some I'll look it up. Is it on your website? Probably, yeah. Yeah, right. something's got to be somewhere for fuck's sake. By the way, it's craigshoemaker.com. People always go, hello, Mr. Schumacher. They're looking at the name Shoemaker where you take your shoes to a shoemaker. That's how you spell it. I see you don't yeah. you don't make you make shoes, you don't mock shoes. Unless, <laughs> unless Craig, Greg, unless they're Crocs. Those you can mock all day long. You all day. Yeah, you know what the holes are for? So your self-esteem can slip out. <laughs> you know what right though? Out. Those kid the kid my teenagers love them again. They had them when they were babies, now they love them again. Because when yeah. you're a teenager, you look good in anything. You can be, you know, a, you can be in a burka, a burlap. You can be, you can look like a, a hurt locker. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you're young and you're a kid. You, you, I, everything looks good. You're, everything's in style. It's yeah, that's bad. true. Yeah. Greg, you know how to do screen, pop your screen up. This, I'm shit you not. This morning I looked up Crocs got together with Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch Croc right now. It what? looks like it's white with speckles. That looks like ranch. Google, you. I don't know how to bring it up. Wow. And then in those holes, they have little food. It's, you, you have to see, it's, it's so embarrassing and, and they're sold out. But food, this, yeah, there you go. this food and uh, you know wearable food marriage thing is they're called cross crocs. When you're when you're telling me that they're, they're sold out, and then I see other things like that are packed, and I'm trying to get people to a comedy it's club, it's, see ninety minutes of absolute laughter and joy. Laughter, isn't that amazing to me? When laughter yeah. is the best medicine, when we need it now more than ever in our lives, because yep. it's a defense mechanism. Here we are pulling it up. They're, Look they're at those ridiculous. Than that. I'm on a dry erase board. <laughs> trying to draw, you know, Look, sold and, out. Sold out. They're sold out. Look how stupid. Out. Oh my god, that's stupid. <laughs> I, it, this is what's driving me crazy about the world. Our priorities are gone. We have. They get so upset over language of comedians. We can't go on television shows, radio shows. Watch your language. Watch. Meanwhile, they go to a commercial about erectile dysfunction and vaginal warts oh. that I have to explain to my kids or they'll show the kids rape, molestation, schoolyard shootings, desensitize them. You think I'm going to F them up with an F-bomb? You're right. <laughs> it's driving me nuts how our priorities... I, I swear, I, this is where I wish I did have political office. I would seriously change... So everything. do I! I would change everything. I would get out there and I'd tell people, you have everything mixed up. You have everything twisted in your life. You need to listen to your own gut what makes you happy? What makes you feel good? It doesn't make you feel good to be angry all the time. Right. Fighting other people. It doesn't make you feel good. There's no good vibration that's going to happen from that. Stop with the cancel culture. Stop with trying to be the, you know, the, the, the woke. Just show up and be a good person and yeah. go laugh your ass off and laugh at ourselves. Because so you know, easy. If you don't laugh at yourself, believe me, we'll laugh at you first. <laughs> I guess after, yeah, don't shit. Craig has actually been doing it's it's like life coach stuff. I mean, you were trying yeah. to you. What is it? You pull the joy or the comedy out of people? What is yeah. it? 
Because well, I know some radio people I, that could you use know, it. You know how gold diggers, I teach them how, not gold diggers like women, but, <laughs> but uh, you, I, I Michelle. how to alchemize yeah, our own humor, uh, that you can be your funniest. And that makes you more attractive. That keeps your marriage going stronger. And in business, it helps with business because people are, have a magnetic draw to feeling good. They're not going to necessarily write notes and stuff. Like you're not ever going to look at the notes again, but you're always going to wonder. You're always going to remember how someone makes you feel. Right. And, and I know that for a fact, and I've made a career out of it. So I teach this. I'm, I'm, I can teach you how to be a stand-up comedian, but I'm also going to teach you first how to mine your own sense of self, your own sense of humor, which will help you in every aspect of life. So I started this coaching program. One of them is called Command the Room. And then I have the Enlightened Up course that I teach and I have the podcast because I really do want to shift people, you know, one bowling alley at a time. <laughs> that's, that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, well right. they're gonna they're gonna cut us off. We've gone forty minutes. We gotta go. Oh no, I gotta go. Okay, right. but um, Shu, will you join us again on another one of these? Because well, you can't. I mean, every whenever day. every day, I'm ready. Okay. Hey, so call, we're doing it every day. call Jay Chris today. I'm going to. I'm going to have him on a show. So yeah. listen, uh, I will tell him you said hey and thank you all, and hopefully this will be on in time for people to hear it, make the reservations. I'm going to be at this uh, uh, Sherman Lanes. <laughs> well, tonight you're at. You know what? I had my five-year class. I had my five-year class reunion there from Muskegon oh, Catholic Central me, High School. No shit. Makes me feel even better. Yeah. Billy's. So, so, Billy's. Um, tonight you're at Billy's. Tonight you're going to be at Billy's. To, uh, tomorrow night you're going to be out in Muskegon at um, Back Alley Comedy is what it's called. I knew there was an alley in the title. Bowling Alley Comedy, but oh, no. it's an abortion clinic, actually. We love you, Shoe. I love you, Shoe. And, and I love you too. Next week, I'm just going to be in an alley, period, along with cats and garbage cans. That's, that, that's, where, that's where we're headed now. That's where comedy's headed. It's awful. I have an no. organization called Laughter Heals. Laughter will heal you. You need to go out and get some. So I'm going to see a lot of people there tonight. Tell yep. me that you heard me on this show, and um, and I will give you a big kiss. All right. Anyway, thank you all. Give us your, okay. And we'll have your socials. Bye, we'll yeah. guys. Give official, them out. Official Craig Shoemaker on Instagram. Follow me there. See awesome. y'all. All right. Take care. And his podcast is called Enlightened Up. Enlightened Get Up. Get it and give it a review. Thanks, guys. All right, Shell. I'll talk to you. All right. He's a funny guy. Love, we love Shoe. I know. He's go, we go back a long way with him. You do yeah. more than I do. But you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, when I, when you and I got fired in Detroit, he was my, one of my first calls. And here's what he said. Listen, I got a gig for us. You have to move to California. I go, what is it? He goes, the Playboy channel wants to do a morning show. True mm. story. True story. Here's what he said. He goes, and they said they wanted somebody funny, not like a bunny. Not hot. <laughs> All right, Greg. All right. See you later. All right. Take care.